Hey everybody, on this edition of Guys Talking Sports, we get into Major League Baseball. They got their acts together and got a contract. Uh, football, um, some people have some new addresses. And basketball, the Nets and the um, the Nets and the 76ers tossed it up. We'll talk about that and a little bit more on this week of Guys Talking Sports. What's up, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Guys Talking Sports. So we are here once again on another Wednesday, excuse me, Thursday night to talk some sports, crack some jokes, talk some shit, and all the above. Uh, before we get started, let me introduce our two hosts, Al and Big Ace. Fellas, what's good for tonight? Man, it's another week, another crazy, crazy drama-filled week of sports. Can't, ready, can't wait to get ready and... Uh... And shout about it. Mm. Same here, man. I'm ready to get started. You know how it is. We got a lot to talk about in this world of sports. So I'm ready to get in. Oh, yes. There's a lot. You know, NFL, before free agency period even start, there's been a lot of fireworks. Um, a lot of people movement. I mean, a lot of players moving unexpectedly, some not expectantly. Um, and, of course, Aces sport, which is so dear to his heart. Baseball has finally got the act together. I think they might have heard your uh, your cries <laughs> last week on the podcast in regards to what the hell is going on. But we all know it was about money. It was millionaires and billionaires arguing about money. And guess what? They got a deal done. And guess what all came down to? Money. <laughs> so if I could just go through one of the um, things... Um, the CBT, uh, which increases from 230 mil to 244 mil over the next five years, the minimum salary governing players with less than three years at the major league service will jump from 570 grand to 700 grand, almost a mil, which means even the average player is going to get damn near close to a million dollars. Um, and, uh, a bonus pool worth 50 million will be distributed among those younger players who have yet to reach salary arbitration. Once again, money. <laughs> There's a whole bunch of other stuff, but um, one of the other things which I think you knew about it, they're going to increase the um, playoff from 12 to 14 teams. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, expand the postseason to 12 teams, and uh, they're going to uh, make the um, designated hitter in the National League. So with all that being said, money aside, ace, how do you feel about your sport? And they are going to play all their damn games. <laughs> Players want to get all their damn money. I ain't mad at it. I mean, I'm just happy it's all said and done. Um, they can move past this. Hopefully they'll have some labor peace moving forward and they don't have to worry about these types of struggles anymore. And let's just get down to, you know, America's pastime. Let's get some baseball up in here. Let's have some fun. You know, let be let bygones be bygones. That's in the past, man. Nah, I to be honest, I am in agreement with you. Um, we need baseball needs to happen for mm -hmm. not just for the players and the owners, but for the fans as well. I think that, especially with all this talks about baseball on the decline, so to speak, uh, is definitely needed um, to get the fans in support of coming back to America's pastime. Uh, so I'm in completely agreement with you. I think that just needed to get done. And I'm just happy that now we can start focusing on 
um, baseball and schedule and the games has already been scheduled out. So it's just a matter of just getting the fans to come back in. Um, but they do have to work on the fans as well um, because there's been definitely a, a decline of fans going to games and attending games. So I think that they also need to work on that aspect of the marketing, the advertisement to bring more fans into um, stadiums. Uh, so, but I think overall, this is a great start. I think I'm going to make it a point to try to get to a game this year. And the, though I, despite the Orioles, I think I just want to go to a game just to say I've been to a game. Yeah, I haven't been to a game in, in, in about two or three years. Um, you know, my, my company, um, Aramark, not a shameless plug <laughs> at all, <laughs> did the food service for the Phillies and uh, we would get some, you know, family and friend discount tickets. Not always the best of teams, but you still got in there free tickets, free vouchers for food. So I will have to say this. It's definitely a different experience being in a stadium watching the game as opposed to sitting at home at your couch watching the game. Um, then I got my first experience when we went to see the Yankees, Ace, uh, when our grad chapter sponsored a bus ride um, to Yankee Stadium. And uh, that was a that was a fun experience. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I, I love going to, uh, believe it or not, I love going to the Nationals Park where the Washington Nationals play down in D.C. Now, that's a beautiful bar park. Excellent views, excellent uh, excellent view of the, the field, no matter where you are. I do enjoy going to that stadium. So I might even have to make it a must to go check out a game down in D.C. So, hey, so, so Al, you touched on something, you, a point. You're saying that the fans, trying to get the fans back into the, um, the stands. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys think that even though it wasn't a long work stoppage, maybe it was uh, oh, like two or, th- two or three weeks uh, before the season actually officially starts, do you think it's going to turn off any fans? Or do you think once the, you know, the, bat, the bat cracks the ball and you, hear, and you see all the people out there, everything will be all forgotten? Um. I think the work stoppage has some sort of effect on the fans because baseball, unlike basketball, unlike football, and football is the king. Football makes money, but baseball makes money. And the way they their contracts are set up and all their contracts are guaranteed. You you get a baseball contract, baby, you getting you getting your coins. And that's why the players are so adamant about trying to get that money. And um and the owners are just being so damn stingy, knowing they make all this money, especially for media rights. And now Apple secured a deal, Apple TV secured a deal where they're going to be streaming exclusively on Friday nights. And, you know, it's like, dude, I'm, I'm like, look, pay the players. You know, hey, you set it up so there's no luxury, you know, you got a luxury taxes, there's no salary cap. So, I mean, if that's the way you guys want to roll about it, roll. But you know, try to try to make it so that the owners got to do better by their by the organization and their players, and, and start to treat them, start to treat the team like a team instead of trying to keep treat the team like it's a money generating stream for them, and actually enjoy and, and let this let the sport flourish in these smaller towns, so that. Stuff like this won't happen uh, moving down moving down the road with work stoppages. Because I can almost guarantee it wasn't the big markets that were sitting there bitching about stuff. Even though big market owners sit there and bitch about money too, they ain't, they ain't really trying to spend. But 
it's the smaller markets, I'm sure, that probably had the biggest gripes about some of the money being spent because they ain't trying to spend the money. So bottom line is, yeah, the fans are pissed off because, dude, you're arguing about, what was the number you said, the CBT? It went from 230-something to 240-something over five years, but the I'm sure that the owners weren't trying to agree to that sort of stuff. Uh, I think it was 215 and two, 230. What's fifteen million dollars over three, over five years? What three three million a year? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I mean, yeah, the fans are gonna be pissed. But bottom line is, when it comes all right down to it, and the, the, the playoffs are starting to heat up, and it's the dog days of summer. I mean, the baseball, the teams are gonna flourish, man. So I mean, ultimately, baseball will be back where it needs to be. But they they need something to to really generate and spark it, like. Uh, the the Sosa McGuire years, you know, to kind of really generate a nice buzz, and hopefully, uh, Shohei Otani and uh, some more of these other young stars that come out there and really show themselves this upcoming season. Yeah, because they definitely need it. Um, some type of shot in the arm is definitely needed for Major League Baseball, and I think that they really have to come with more creative ideas to get more fans to come to the stands and. I always said this before. I mean, like, you have the diehard Major League Baseball fans that's going to be there no matter what. Mm-hmm. You get that. But outside of that that particular um, group, the question is how are you going to bring in the other ones, um, the other groups, the other dynamic? So you have to be creative in how you market it. Um, do some things differently outside the box because it seems like it's going through the same step, the same type of advertising and marketing um, aspect. Um, <clears throat> maybe think about making a change or something um, in the gameplay to make it a little bit more interesting. Um, I think that that's something that they need to continue to focus on um, in order to bring in more people outside of the regular MLB families. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's always been talk about how do you make the more how do you get the game more accessible and how do you get more of your casual fans to watch um you're right al i mean you're going to have your diehard fans that's going to watch no matter what you're going to have you know your casual fans are probably going to watch an opening weekend watch your you know watch your teams and then it's like after the first week or two it seems just like it's just a i don't want to say a precipitous dip in viewership but you definitely see the casual fans starting to go away i mean you're your March Madness has already passed, so you're knee deep in the NBA playoff race. And as soon as you hit the summer, um, there is no Olympics, but then you're going to have, you know, football with the training camp, and that occupies all of July, right through August. And so, yeah, I mean, they have talked to some ways of speeding up the game, like speeding up the pitch count, um, maybe limiting um, instant replay, and just trying to do some things to try to speed up the pace of the game, which a lot of people have have said is one of the things that they would like to try to try to adjust. And I guess it's one of the things that keeps fans tuned into basketball or even football, because the pace of the game is always, is always constant motion, always constant movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, could you imagine the NFL without the 24, uh, 42nd shot clock or the NBA without the 24 second shot clock? Um, it'd just be boring, <laughs> literally boring. Uh, so, I think having like something in that realm um, would help um, the flow of the game, which will probably, 
you know, introduce more people to it. I'm not saying that it may solve the issue or anything like that, but at least thinks outside the box with a couple of ideas. Right. <clears throat> I agree. Yeah. Well, I guess at that point, you know what's going to come next? Um, Ace, uh, the free agent frenzy. Cats is going to be oh. looking to get their contracts <laughs> up. So I heard everybody like, everybody like, all right, where my money at? <laughs> I'm, I'm hearing that starting tonight, so don't be surprised if you see some things kind of popping off. I can't it wait. To. It needs to, to be honest. The sooner the better, because then you'll get more people involved and intrigued in regards to the free agency, um, what is about to happen. Because let's be honest, when they made some big free agent signings, there was some hype to it until the lockout came in play. Mm-hmm. And that kind of just cut that whole hype down to the T. So now that that's taking, you know, now that's taken care of, um, hopefully the, the 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 free agency will help boost and kick things off on the right note. Well, I'm curious. I think they said spring training started ASAP, so some jokers already was on their way down to their respective uh, baseball facilities in Florida and Arizona. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing some exhibition baseball here real soon. Something to listen to or at least something to watch while I'm here working from home. You know, something to break up the monotony of just the ESPNs and the uh, MSNBCs of the of the day, you know what I'm saying? Just to, let's get something different on the two. So. Oh yeah, it's uh, it, it's it's going to be real soon. And I and, and my last final thought is, you know, with you know all sports leagues, um, really to some degree losing some revenue because of COVID. I was having a hard time thinking it's going to be a long work stoppage because you just got everybody that can come back into the stands without mask and you know the vaccine you know the vaccine things have been to a certain degree eased mm-hmm. but they're just starting to get their paper back they don't want to just <laughs> go back and start losing money after they just started getting some money you know coming in so i figured they're going to get something worked out or it's just a matter of who's getting the bigger cut of the pie right right about that sure. yeah. but moving right along to the sport that is king that is like his own uh like his own holiday for some respects Football. We have some people move and some people stay. We had uh, Russell Wilson is going to go into Denver. You have, uh, oh gosh, his name slips my mind. <coughs> Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers staying in Green Bay with a nice fat contract. And um, Mr. Wentz is going from the Colts back to the NFC East with the Washington Commandos. And I think that is an absolutely horrid name. They would have been better off just calling the Washington the football team. And that was actually that's better than what they got right now. But um I agree with and that. then I'm hearing of Khalil Mack um is working on a final trade to go to the Chargers. Now that's interesting. That's scary right there with him. That's very interesting. Mm-hmm. So out of all these moves, which one um surprised you the most and which one didn't surprise you at all? Um I would have to say uh, Khalil Mack going to the Chargers was definitely shocking. Um, but if you're talking about QB moves, I guess the one that was like really kind of interesting was Seattle with Russ going to Denver only because uh, 
Seattle's out there saying that now nah, Russ ain't going nowhere. Russ was just quiet, you know, not really saying much of anything. And then you saw what happened with Aaron Rodgers, and you saw the contract that just kind of, kind of was dropped in, in an Aaron Rodgers type of douchey way. Come out there and say, yeah, this is not the, the actual contract that I signed. Blah 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 blah. I'm like, oh come on, dude, whatever. But anyway, and then the next day, next thing you know, you seen Bleacher Report blowing up. Russell Wilson going to Denver was so damn explosive that Bleacher Report shut down for about 15, 20 minutes. It wasn't even working right. <laughs> and went on and did this trade. And it was funny, like, watching the, the tweets from uh, Jerry Judy uh, when he talked about when he didn't get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, he made that face. And then when you learn he got Russ, he's like, oh, we lit again. <laughs> so it's like he was like so happy and so excited that he got a he got some uh an actual quarterback. But on a side note, as Denver sends Drew Locke over to uh to Seattle, you know, I wear this WVU shirt because I'm alum and I love the university. We all know this. But, uh, Eugenio, come here. Come in real close there, buddy. If you can't beat out Drew Locke, damn. <laughs> yeah. Make WVU proud, homie. <laughs> if you can't beat out Drew Locke, Seattle is pretty much gifting you the starting spot. <clears throat> you better put your work in, bud. I hope you learned well under under Russ. Show him that you show him that you deserve that damn starting spot. Don't get beat out by Drew Lock, man. Don't embarrass us like that. Please. That boy's a bum. <laughs> I mean, you laugh, but you guys ain't denying it. The boy's a bum. <laughs> uh oh. Uh, this I is shocking because you've been staunchly defended of him over the years. Thank you. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just letting you know I will defend him, but I cannot defend you, Gino. If you get beat out by Drew Locke, <laughs> I just can't do it. I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to shun you, man. I have to put the scarlet letter on your ass. Look, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm, uh, yes, I agree about the the, the Russell Wilson trade it was pretty shocking. Um, but to be right, yeah, I'll I'll agree with you on that end. Um, the Camille Mac definitely, I definitely didn't see that coming as well. But um, I think overall, because there was talks up here that you know, Russ, there was everyone was vying for Russ to come to New York. Um, they thought that you know it would be a better place for him and um, Sierra, of course, being in New York. Um, that they could have made some moves, but. I did not see Denver as a destination. I thought that, but it kind of makes sense being as though that, you know, Aaron Rodgers stayed in Green Bay, which I will, I'm not going to get on no soapbox or anything, but that whole year of all this fiasco about him trying to leave was a complete waste of time. <laughs> I guess when you dangle, I guess when you dangle 200 mil for four years or really, 153 guaranteed. <laughs> I guess that'll change a man's tune real quick. Yeah, but in doing that, the one person I'm still going like, be honest, y'all might as well just 
Side note, Green Bay might as well just trade Jordan Love. Get it out the way. They ain't going to do that. No, nah, to be honest, if I'm Jordan Love, I would request a trade. Like, where you going to go? I would, whatever opportunity is out there, I would rather take my opportunities. Like, you had this dude literally dangling for this amount of time, and his rookie contract should be coming up. Or he should be available for to either sign an extension or or get a new contract. Like in about another year or two. Years, right? years, yeah, yeah my, I mean, obviously he's not going to get no opportunity to showcase what he can do. Even in the little time that he's done, and let's say, you know, he hasn't been great or good, but if you don't give him an opportunity to at least learn and get got that experience, what's the choice? Like, the management was completely behind Jordan Love. Not, let me rephrase that. Yeah, no. Management was completely behind Jordan Love to the point where they drafted him. And then, given all this time, Aaron Rodgers come back and say, you know what, this is going to be my final year, whatever, whatever. Jordan Love thinking, all right, whatever, you know, if, if you're out, then I can get that opportunity. And it just seems though Green Bay has never been behind, as adamantly behind Jordan Love to begin with. And if I'm Jordan Love, I'm like, like, because who's to say Aaron say, you know what, I'm going to stay another year after this year, this upcoming year. And I'm just going to take another one year. I'm going to take another one year. Now, what really would be the kicker is if Green Bay picks a quarterback in the draft. <laughs> and start this whole cycle all over again. But Even I digress. with Jordan Love? Even with Jordan Love. Now, if now, like now, imagine Jordan Love's. You know, if they do pick a quarterback in, in in some type of any quarterback, no matter what round in this year's draft, what the how you gonna think Jordan Love is gonna feel after that? That's my my point is is that, and I'm not knocking. You know, I'm not, like I said. Of course, Aaron Rodgers, of course, is a better QB. Let's get that out the way. At this stage, but at some point they're going to have to take a flyer and invest in Jordan Love. Or what's the point of keeping him? Um, or if they do draft another quarterback or whatever the case may be, then they wasted that pick on Jordan Love when they could have gotten something more valuable. So that's where I'm coming from on that end. Um, to be honest, if everybody else is happy in Green Bay, I don't have a problem with it. Um, but I think overall, with so many quarterbacks that's available now. Um, and I think that Denver just did what they needed to do and grabbed the best available quarterback that they can get, which also means that for some reason, if Denver got Russell Wilson and the Washington football team got Carson Wentz, an injury-prone Carson Wentz, it makes me wonder about your boy and the fact he that he's, he's still in on your team. and. Oh. Oh, he's they they got him they got him penciled in going to Indy going to uh going to Indy. Oh. It's not official yet though, is it? No, not official, but that's the that's what <laughs> it's it not is. official yet though, is it? Until it's official, <laughs> I still believe that Jimmy is going to stay. See, I think what it is with Jimmy, I think Jimmy's agents are probably pushing like they want to, you know, he wants to get paid thirty some odd million dollars. Jimmy ain't worth no damn thirty-seven million dollars. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying Jimmy don't win games. He's won okay. games. Okay. But the dude is maybe 
an above average game manager. It clearly shows in the playoffs that he is more than capable of throwing at least one interception mm-hmm. in every playoff game he plays. Mm-hmm. And the reason why the 49ers don't have a ring now when they should have won the Super Bowl is because Jimmy Garoppolo was highly inaccurate most of that game. So I'm not saying the stage was too big for him. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't, I don't know. But what I am saying is you can't expect to get paid 30, 30 plus million dollars and I don't even put you on the same level as Kirk Cousins. So you don't put Jimmy wait, you don't put Jimmy G on the same level as Kirk Cousins. No. All like right, if I, I had I, to choose between Jimmy G and Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins had uh, has a, a nice run game. He has Justin Jefferson and Thielen. That's about it as far as weapons. Even his running back is typically hurt a lot of times, more times than not, when playing in Minnesota. I forget his name. Um, but Kirk, but but put Kirk Cousins with the Niners and all those weapons. And that defense. You trying to tell me that Kirk Cousins couldn't be a better quarterback than Jimmy G? Uh, mm. All right. You know what? This is what I'm going to do. I'm Because I'm, I really need to get your, your logic on this. Mm-hmm. All right. Give me. All right. So let me, let's make this easier. Okay. Out of anybody, all the quarterbacks in the NFL. Mm-hmm. All right. All the quarterbacks is in the NFL that's starting. I need a list of names. Quarterbacks that you believe are is better than Jimmy G, right now, right now. Outside of the obvious, huh? Outside of the obvious, or those who are like on his level, those who you think is better than him on his level. Let's start there because I know you got Brady, I know you got a Rod, I know you have um, Russell Wilson. I'm assuming you have you got Rosen, you got Old Boy in San Diego. Okay. Um. Hell, I would even take uh, Jameis over uh, Winston. Yeah. Okay. I mean, y'all can sit there and talk all that crap that he threw them thirty damn interceptions, but what y'all fail to realize is the man threw for five thousand yards that season. Okay. No. He's a I, <laughs> I, okay. Okay. So who else are you? I, I, I'm. I'm just. Who else are you taking? Uh, I tell you who I wouldn't take. Uh, All right, yeah, let's do it that way. Maybe it'll be easier. I wouldn't, I wouldn't take the Giants quarterback. <laughs> I wouldn't take Tua. Okay. Um, uh, let's see, who else? Zach Wilson. Well, he's a rookie, you know. Sam Darnold. Oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm just throwing out names, okay? I, oh. uh, I wouldn't – this is sad, but I think I would take – Jimmy G over Cam. Just with just for what you're seeing with Cam now is like he has a game or two that he's really good, mm-hmm. and then he has like three games that he's just pure trash. Okay, you know, and that's just way too inconsistent. So I would take a Jimmy G over a Cam. Okay. Um, Carson Wentz. Whew. But you know what's crazy? Wentz only threw seven interceptions last season. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill. Oh, hell yeah, I'll take Brandon Tannehill over Jimmy G. Hell yeah. 
That's a, that's a push to me. I don't know about that, man. Not- oh, no. If 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 Jimmy G lost you guys to Super Bowl, Ryan Tannehill gave up the game to the Cincinnati Bengals. Don't tell me the Cincinnati Don't tell me the Titans can sack that man nine times and still win. That was all Tannehill. So you can take him, but you know, that's that would be Jimmy G 2.0. <laughs> <laughs> you know what here if I was the Giants GM I would say give us Debo Samuels and some players and a couple of first round picks and I'll give you the fifth round pick so you can take the kid from Liberty that's your QB we got Trey Lance we don't need a QB so then why are you worried about it then if, if, if Trey put like this if Trey Lance was the man Mm-hmm. Jimmy G would have been right out there with all these other QBs that got traded. Okay, but it's no difference than um. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like the, with with Alex Smith and and um Patrick Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes, like Alex Smith led Kansas City deep into the playoffs that year, and they ultimately they lost. I don't know if they lost in the first or second round, but they they did lose in the playoffs. They lost. Second round, so mm-hmm. Jimmy G got him one more game than Alex Smith. Right, and it took a minute before. But, but okay, case in point, that further that further kind of makes me believe that Jimmy G is not the QB that most teams want, because I think he's his agent is going to command a salary that he's not deserving of. Because think about it. Washington opted to go with an often injured Carson Wentz. Then Jimmy G. Now, mind you, he's been kind of healthy. He's been kind of hurt a little bit too. But they opted to go that route as opposed to going with Jimmy G. Yeah, I think it'd been hard for that the 49ers really want to send him to an NFC a, a NFC team. A lot of these players are, are outside of a, a one or two. They're all swapping divisions. You ain't see you ain't see Russell go to the 49ers. I'm pretty sure you'd have took Russell Wilson if that offer was out there. True. He went he went to the Broncos. True, true. So that's the question. I mean, I get it. Your 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 um, you know, Jimmy G is is probably not the guy. I don't know if Trey Lance really is or not. We haven't really seen him a lot to make the determination. We only see him in spurts. But who's out there that y'all can really um? that you can really bring in if you believe Trey Lance need, needs another year of grooming? Personally, I know this sounds crazy, but I wouldn't mind if the Niners took a, uh, took a flyer on Deshaun Watson. So if you trade for him and it don't work out, Oof. you still got Trey. Then that means Trey Lance will have to be your starter going in day one because you have no idea what's going on with Deshaun Watson. And even everything and the good world gets cleared out, you know the league is going to suspend us behind at least eight games to boot. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But I would take Deshaun Watson and all his baggage over Jimmy G. You know you're going to have to give up a haul for that. Well, first of all, I'm going to give you Jimmy G. Um, <laughs> Wait, funny thing about it is, funny thing about it is, Texas might actually take that deal though, the I way know, things look is. over there right now. <laughs> I mean, that that will be an upgrade based off the rookie QB that they were they were playing last year. 
Um, obviously, they're going to have to come off some picks. Um, picks that and they talent. probably don't even have. And talent. Uh, and I mean, and talent. You might be able After to get uh, saw- Deshaun. You might be. You might get Deshaun watching on pennies on a dollar. Nah, <laughs> I, I I don't know. Because well, what, what talent are they gonna give up? You mean like I'm talking about your? I'm talking about 49ers. Like running back, wide receiver. You talking about that type of uh, that type of talent? I'm wouldn't be surprised. Like let's. I mean, if if you guys go after Deshaun Watson, based mm-hmm. on everything else, the quarterbacks that um that was traded and the amount of haul that they got for Deshaun Watson, even for Russell Wilson. Um, the amount of the amount of um, uh, picks and players that they um, Seattle got back for him, I'm pretty sure that Houston would follow that same model some, to some extent, asking for picks and players. That's that's where I'm coming from for Deshaun Watson. So of course they will, of course you will look at Jimmy G, but I wouldn't be surprised if they go after a running back or a wide receiver that's talented enough to also match something similar to what um, Denver did with Seattle. Or what Seattle did to them. Yeah, but the only the only difference is but the only difference between the two is with all the legal stuff that's going on with Deshaun, they're not gonna get that much draft capital. They 49ers might be willing to part with players, they're probably not gonna part with star players. And um if 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 Houston was thinking that they're gonna get two two ones and two twos and all this stuff, what nah, did they, um what did Seattle get for what picks did Seattle get for Russ? Who they got broke off. They got two first rounds, two second, second rounds. Oof. Yeah, that, they got. But that, but that's my point of the model. Like I'm pretty sure that they're going. It may not be in that same realm. But I'm pretty sure they're going to ask for first and seconds for for Deshaun I because of his get, age and the ability of what he can do. I think they, they might be able to get the first and a second. But just based off of all the legal stuff, I, I just don't think they'll get as much. They'll get top-tier draft picks for sure. But I don't think any organization is going to come off with that type of capital knowing the baggage that he's bringing and knowing that legally he's still dangling out there. Like they said, that's, they'll, some sort of resolution will be made before uh, training camp. Yeah. And my thing is I'm sure like all of this, all this legal matter is going to be probably bought out or something like that because – if he was technically going to be thrown in jail, they would have tried his ass a long time ago. It's been enough time where they could have tried they could have tried his ass on on just even though just one of those ladies that supposedly something went down inappropriately was enough to sit there and get his ass locked up. And by this point, I'm thinking it's this all uh, got to be like all civil suits that they're working through. That is so it's like so so quiet. I think you probably can get Deshaun Watson if San Francisco they really wanted Deshaun Watson. Um, they could swap Jimmy G out and not have to give him a first round pick. He just got too much going on with him mm-hmm. that the asking price. They can ask for a first round pick. That don't mean they're going to get a first round pick. Right. They was asking for a first round pick last year, and ain't nobody move. Right. True. And this was before True. we knew it was only like two or three until like 20 something rolled out. And we don't know if all that's legit or not. I mean, I get you. Yeah, to ask her. I mean, he's not going to command the Russell Wilson, you know, asking price. I mean, mm-hmm. you might get, you might be able to get away with a second and third round and some bag of Skittles. <laughs> right. Some mm-hmm. of the bag of Skittles, man. <laughs> all 
Right. Some car seeds, good <laughs> <little plastic. laughs> some, some onions, some. <laughs> right, but they, they exactly because I mean he could have already been to Miami by uh, to this point, you know, because Miami was willing to give up, uh, come off a tour. But that was, but that was the coaches. That was Brian Flores's um, goal. Oh, that wasn't true. the owner. That wasn't the owner's goal at all. Very true. But uh, but yeah, to go back to your point, guys, I was really not surprised with with Aaron Rodgers. I'm just glad the whole saga for, with Aaron Rodgers is over now, or at least not the top of the hour when you turn on, you know, ESPN Get Up or you know, you know, First Take. I was just tired of hearing about Aaron Rodgers. Give him his money. If that's what he really wanted, he wasn't going to go anywhere. If he was really serious about leaving, he had optimum choices where he could go. Um, mm-hmm. But um, he got his money, and uh, all I say is this: Aaron Rodgers, you better win at least. You better win at least one, mm-hmm. and get and getting the one Super Bowl is not good enough. You got to win one because you pouted and made a big stink about it, and was being so disingenuous. Because the way that Jordan Love came in, same way you came in, right? And do and and did the um, Green Bay Green Bay brass go to Brett Favre and ask us, you know, consent about drafting you? Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Either way, you was a first round late pick. Jordan Jordan Love was a first round late pick, and and you made a big stink about it because your feelings got hurt because no one asked your input of along as various other things so i actually thought they were just going to just ship them out but at the end they act acquiesce and guess what you get what you pay for and this will not be the last time for some reason that aaron Rodgers is going to make a big stink and throw a temper tantrum and cry about something they just bought another three to four years headache with aaron Rodgers. Congra- congratulations green bay congratulations <laughs> I just want to know after they tag, uh, after they tag their wide receiver this year, what they're gonna do about it after this coming season? Are they gonna tag him again? They gonna be broke. They paying Aaron Rodgers 153 million guaranteed. Like, damn, how does that even fit into the salary cap? It did just get jumped up to 234, I think. Was it 234 million? Is their salary cap? It's going up. So his his cap hit. Would have been more this year if he would have played under his last year of his remaining contract. So now mm-hmm. with the contract, it spreads out the cap hit over the next couple of years. So basically, it's more like, um, I believe, more like Patrick Mahomes, where the hit comes later. later. But, mm-hmm. but, you, but you know, you get your money. Yeah, but I, I, I do. I agree with you on this point. Like, Green Bay Packers is not going to go anywhere. They're not going to make any upgrades at this stage to be better. So there's really no complaints here. And there's no complaints from Aaron Rodgers about what the teams could have done. No, this is ownership on you. Taking the money that you have now, um, leaving the team in a position where they are not to upgrade the rest of the team, but more so for you to get your money. So like Smooth said, this is now on you. Um, if Green Bay was able to win a championship, that's a big plus on them. But I highly doubt it with all these teams working on upgrading the team as a whole instead of one player. Mm-hmm. 
just a quick update. Um, I know Al, you're not watching, but um, rest assured, the Brooklyn Nets um, are kicking some ass and taking some names. Uh, it is 122 to 91 with four minutes left in the fourth quarter. What? I think it's okay for you to turn the TV on, sir. I believe it is, man. <laughs> Yo, that is crazy. Well, like I said, like I told, like I said earlier, I knew that Brooklyn was going to come with a vengeance. Bottom line, um, they wasn't going to talk about it. He wasn't going to worry about, you know. That's one of the reasons why I, I pretty believe that Ben Simmons came to came to the game because I think that Brooklyn was like, all right, we're going to handle business, and you should be able to see this. Um, I said this before. And I'll say it again. Kyrie and KD lives to for these games, for these moments. They're gonna make you regret. They may not say it publicly. They'll be nice to you, you know, say everything that is right in media, social media. But when it gets down to the game, they're gonna take it personally. And from now on, every game that they play with Philly is gonna be personal. From Embiid talking back and forth with him and KD. With this whole James and the B chirps and trolls an awful lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and truth be told, like it gets to that point of annoyance to the point where I could see why people was upset, and it wasn't just Embiid that was talking this whole this whole time. Like Danny Green and I forgot the kid that plays in um the small forward position. But they was all talking, like, not just talking about Brooklyn in particular, but the whole Ben Simmons saga, still talking about it. And it was just to the point where I knew that Brooklyn was going to take it personal. And not just Brooklyn. I'm talking about Brooklyn, not just KD, not just Kyrie. I'm, all, I'm mainly talking about Andrew Drummond and Seth Curry. I knew that they was going to take it personal, too, because at the end of the day, you basically traded them out all because you wanted James Harden. So I knew they was going to take that James Harden trade personal as well. And I think that that's what they're going to do every time that they play Philly. And to be honest, it's just what they needed at the right time because them being in the the ninth and tenth spot, it's not cutting it. And when you have both KD and Kyrie playing in the level that they're playing now and they're motivated, that becomes a dangerous problem. And I'm not saying that Philly, you know, it ain't going to be there um, because they do have the talent, but it's just that, now you have a motivated KD and a motivated Kyrie, along with a motivated Andrew Drummond and a motivated Seth Curry. So let's believe that's going to be dangerous going down the road, especially if they continue to play Philly all the time. Ooh, I kind of want to see them in the playoffs, but I know that's not going to happen. And, and, and Seth Curry dropped 24 points this game. I, I knew it was going to happen. Seth Curry, Seth Curry and Andre Drummond, they take that – if I was them, I would have took it personally. Because you let them go, because Philly let them go, because they wanted James Hart. That's really what the bottom line is, and they thought that they was expendable. So Stephen and Andre was like, "Yo, we're not expendable. We'll show you how valuable we are to whoever we are a part of," mm-hmm. and that's what they're doing right now. I wasn't no. worried about it. Yeah, and I was watch. I watched the first half of that game, and and I can tell you within the first five minutes of that game, it looked like, you know, the Brooklyn Nets were operating at a playing at a higher level and, and the and um the Sixers weren't there. I mean Joel Embiid was sort of there, but 
it looked like they, they looked to me it looked like that moment in your house with all that stuff going on and i'm not i don't want to fully say that moment was too big for them mm-hmm. but it 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 looked like they didn't have it yeah and the thing about it is and again which brings me back to this and i'll say it real quick them getting andre drummond was a blessing in disguise they don't know how valuable i mean seth curry alone bringing his shooting was one thing but bringing andre drummond into the mix solidified their big man issues um nicholas caxon cannot guard joel B. i'm sorry um lamarcus argent even though he can body with them more before huh he's more before well yeah but they got him playing the five um but he's he even though he's a big body he can't move like andre i mean like andre Drummond. andre gives them that big body plus the fact that he can rebound plus the it was it's, it's similar to how deandre jordan was in the mix if they would have played him um but they didn't do that but Andre Drummond was there in Philly, so he knows everything about Joel Embiid. It was it was perfect for them because mm-hmm. they needed someone to guard him, and right now it showed because, like I said, they're all motivated now, especially for this game. I knew they was going to be motivated, um, even with the back and forth with Ben Simmons. I think that Brooklyn now this was a kick in the pants that they needed. Yeah. But to be honest, Philly needed this as well because even though they may take this L. They're going to be better in the long run, too. I wonder if uh, Kevin Durant, when they lose the game, is going to go over there and chirp at, you know, uh, Joel Embiid and tell him bye, <laughs> tell him to get off the court like he like he did to them when he was in Brooklyn. They had because they have surprised. a little they, they have a little back and forth going on between them. And that's why I said, and that's when I said, that's when I knew that the next game between Philly and Brooklyn, KD was going to take that person. That's when I knew, and this was before all the trades. I said. When B did that in Brooklyn, I was like, "Yeah, KD's going to catch him the next game." Like he mar- he already marked the date there of what he was when he was coming back and everything. It was all planned, and that's why I said, like, real quick, Brooklyn is just you know they quiet about their business, but when the when it's time to play and when the situation is heightened the way it is, like this is a playoff atmosphere game, and they taking that they took that personal. Well, right now the Brooklyn Nets are in the eighth seed and in in, in right now in, in the mix for the uh the playing games. So we'll see how the next, you know, fourteen and fifteen games go. Mm-hmm. But uh, real quick, on the other side, on the Western Conference, Ace, you had mentioned a week or two ago about you want to see the Los Angeles Lakers implode. <laughs> they haven't imploded quite yet, but they're working on it. <laughs> working on it is for real. Uh, I saw the highlights of that game last night where they lost to the lowly Rockets, and I don't know what the heck LeBron James had. He had a direct, you know, drive to the lane. He could have either flushed it and got fouled, or he could have did a scoop layup, got there, and probably would have got it or got fouled. But he passed up the last shot and kicked it to uh, Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony had to, you know, had to stop, reset, and shoot, missed it. And then they got blitzed and got burnt in overtime and lost. I, I think I think LeBron is quietly waving the white flag without waving the white flag. And I say that because he's putting up his numbers, but you know, in games that they must win, and he's sitting there 
kicking it out to Carmelo. Not saying that Carmelo isn't possible, you know, isn't capable of hitting that shot. But it's like if he has to go back to, to, to ownership and say, well, look, man, I did 26, 7, 5, and 4. You know, I had this right here to make the win this to win this game. I figured the best opportunity was this. Like, I'm doing what I need to do. And you guys, you don't, you're not, you don't have what you know I need around me to make this team better. And he can use that as an example to get the hell up out of that. Even though he may or may not have indirectly put the squad that he wanted together together. And that could be his scapegoat. I'll put it like this. <clears throat> the GM and most likely Frank Vogel days are numbered. Um, would not be surprised that they come the end of their final season with the I mean the final se- the final game of the Lakers this season that GM and the coach is gone. Would not be surprised. And while at that particular moment is that's when the cleaning house will be. I think, and somebody made a great point. Like, they were so good last year and the year before when they won the championship. And to get to the point where they are right now, when they made those trades um, for Russell Westbrook um, with Kyle Kuzma and I think Montrell's Harold, um, when they all left and went to Washington for that trade, that shut down their defense. Their defense is their biggest problem. And mm-hmm. and when they move those defensive pieces, that's what made them just I mean, it it's not clicking. And the biggest issue has been their defense. Uh, which is solely been missed. And they're ranked now seventeenth in a defensive rating as a team. So where they used to be ranked at least in the top three these past two years. When they were in the playoffs and won the championship. So they got a lot of work to do. And I think it all comes down to the GM and the coach. Yeah, it's, 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 I almost say it's, it's a mess. And, you know, I know people got on what Russell Westbrook about it. what did he envision? Um, and he was trying to be very evasive about, you know, what he envisioned and whatever he was talking to the reporters. That was complete crock of bullshit. Your vision was to play for a title, whether you wanted to admit it or not. Your vision was to join LeBron, join Anthony Davis, and compete for a title, not the playing game. And if you lose a couple more games, you might not even be in a, in a position for a playoff game. But I think they'll still get it. Um, it's a mess. I agree with you. I mean, like you said, LeBron James directly or indirectly, or at least he had to co-sign off on a couple of these moves. Mm-hmm. Um, the team is where they're at right now. They got Westbrook when – they were looking at Buddy Hill and somebody else, which would have been far, far better options. Um, they should really take Westbrook off the bench, but they don't have a coach there that's um, or GM that's strong will enough to make that happen and overrule LeBron. But I think if they came LeBron and say, let him play off the bench, I'm pretty sure LeBron will probably be okay with it. But it's a mess. And... It was funny because I was watching the HBO series Winning Time about the Los Angeles Lakers, which is actually a pretty good series for the first series. You guys should check it out when you get a chance. But that Lakers dynasty is not going to be around anytime soon because not only do you have aging stars, you don't have any picks. You gave up a lot to get an Anthony Davis, 
and no one is going to give up a lot to get Anthony Davis from you for a man that can't stay healthy. So mm -hmm. the present looks bleak. The future looks even bleaker for the Los Angeles Lakers, which is the reason why I think um, Jeannie Buss didn't want to move heaven and earth and just forsake all future picks because it's bad now. It ain't going to get any better in two years. And you want me to mortgage, you know, the next five to six years for a person that's only going to be here for the next two years. So, hey, <laughs> it's it's bad all around. And I don't see how it's going to really get any better. Yeah. Um, quick note, shout out to the Phoenix Suns for continuing to win without Chris Paul. Like, they are really showing me a lot. And I've been very impressed with what they're doing and their accomplishments so far. Um, they really showing, like, I really thought that CP3 was the engine that put this team together. But I think because of his teachings that they are willing to carry that next level. Cameron Payne should get um, some honorable mention for most improved, um, especially of how he's been handling Phoenix. And uh, to be honest, the games that I watched, I was very impressed. I mean, there's no more dancing Cameron with um, Russell Westbrook, which he is now more focused. Um, and I think that that helps a lot with um, CP3 um, being out for a while. I have to give kudos to the Phoenix Suns. <sighs> I want to know who's. I want to know who's going to go first. I, I, I'm curious. I read a. I read something on Bleacher Report where, you know, Wall is not. Wall hasn't abandoned the fact that he may try to come back to Washington to play with Bill, but then I read another report where Bill is trying to hold out to try to make his way to Philly. To play with Embiid and uh, and Harden, I don't understand why these jokers think that these big threes are always so great. Where somebody's going to have to sacrifice their their superstardom for the sake of the team. Chris Bosh was was willing to do that because he understood his role. In Boston, we had KG, Pierce, and 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 uh, Ray Allen. Ray Allen. <clears throat> Everybody played their role. I don't see how you have a shooter in Harden, a shooter in Bill. How the hell the two of them gonna play in the court the same damn time? Are they both well, <laughs> well, to be honest, the only reason why I'm, I'm gonna let I. It can be possible because Harden was more of a distributor when he was with Brooklyn with Kyrie and KD. Mm -hmm. So, um, when even though it was only six times that they played together, but I digress. <laughs> but my point is, is that I think that Harden's whole role will be a little bit more of a more of a distributor and less of a shooter if he had if he could rely on the time that he has. So <clears throat> he's been more of a distributor with Embiid. Um, because he now, you know, because MB is playing MVP status. Um, and you know that with Bradley Bill, he's a scorer as well. So I think that he would give him the more opportunity. I think Harden will lessen his role to give more opportunities for Bill and Embiid if Bill comes to Philly. I mean, mm -hmm. if anything, I think they he learned how to ma learn how to manage the other, like two stars, including himself. So I'm curious, like, 
Washington be foolish to let Bill walk and go to Philly. So what, Washington going to end up with Tobias Harris and all the the, the rejects left from this squad? I'm going to be honest with you. The only way that this will happen and this will work is if the trade, if, if, if Bill wants to go to Philly, only way that would work for Washington is they get Maxi, Heibel, Picks, and maybe Tobias Harris be added into the mix. That's the only way I could see it. But maybe that if Brooklyn couldn't get it with um with um Ben Simmons, Ty, Tyson Maxi, you best believe Washington will try to do it for them to get to give up Bill. <laughs> so what it'll be will be. Harden, Bill, and be a bunch of, you know, other people, but um, Washington would get back the glue guys and Philly's picks, and that was completely spread them thin. They're and they'll be in the same position as the LA Lakers. So. Yep. Well, it's definitely uh, going to be some interesting days and weeks coming, or even the off season when we see how all this stuff eventually shakes out. Sure. Um, but fellas, we are coming up on our time. Um, but before I go, I just want to send a special acknowledgement out to Miss Brittany Griner, who is still in Russia as of right now. Um, not on her way home. Um, we don't know when she's going to be able to make it back home. And uh, we do know that um, there are some folks here stateside who are trying their best to try to figure out a way of getting her home. We just hope that um, she can't come home sooner than later and that... Um, you know she's well when she does come home so we're all uh keep our thoughts and prayers to her and hopefully her and any other um u.s citizen that is still stuck in russia that is trying to get home that can't um can be able to make home safe safely as well um but with that being said fellas let them know where they can find you at uh, you can find me on twitter at cat daddy one nine six three that's cat daddy one nine six three on twitter and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. Twitter and Instagram. I am Al Qualls. And you can find me on Instagram, Snapchat, um, and Twitter. Uh, Je Ross, the number seven. Um, and as always, we want to thank everyone that's coming out. Um, I don't know if you got any questions from YouTube side. Um, just go around. Um, but um, and you, if everyone is listening out there, subscribe and um, listening to all of our um, subscriptions, all the podcasts, wherever you can get it. I want to thank you as always. And uh, until next time, peace, love, and soul. And if you see me siphoning gas, I'm just doing what I got to do. <laughs> One love to the Ukraine.